Well, hello and welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Jeff Baumgartner, a senior editor at Light Reading. And I'm Brian Komiski. I'm the director of thematic programs and futurist at the Consumer Technology Association. Hey, Brian. Uh, good to have you here. Thanks for joining me here on the, the podcast today. Appreciate it. Uh, of course. Yeah, so today we are speaking, I suppose, as the uh, Consumer Technology Association has all hands on deck <laughs> preparing for CES 2024 in Las Vegas. And I assume that's what's kind of taking up your time at the moment. And, uh, and but hopefully you'll get a chance to take a little bit of a breather over the holidays before ramping up again. But. Yeah, certainly. It is very much everyone and and uh, yeah, everyone at the organization is all hands on deck. Uh, yep. I'm looking at trends and, and responding and getting a sense of what's going to be on the show floor um, this year and then what that means for the, the year to come too, right? That's the beauty of having the event in January is it really kind of sets the stage for what tech trends really will unfold over the course of the year. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm glad you could spend a little time with me here to do a preview right, of what, uh, uh, now let's see, yes, it's just around the corner, uh, set for, yeah, January 9 through 12 in uh, Las Vegas. So the show itself typically runs the gamut, right, with respect to CE-related companies and industries. Uh, but I was, I wanted to have you maybe offer a glimpse of what to expect at CES 2024 with respect to uh, what will be the primary themes and topics at the year's show? Yeah, you know, I've been going through the agenda, and it feels like uh, you know one thing that kind of stands out is is AI, you know, as as a big one. But I'm sure there's that plus a lot more. So yeah, maybe just run us through some of the big ones. Yeah, certainly. And, and I'm glad you mentioned AI. Um, but before we dive in a little bit more on that, um, when you said run the gamut, I think that is really underpinning it i think when i look at this year's show between our keynote exhibitors so we have our l'oreal's our first beauty tech keynote company but we'll also have siemens nasdaq intel qualcomm snap um and a variety of others really representing the entire innovation and technology life cycle from consumer technologies to enterprise to retail to the markets themselves right and so cs is only becoming a bigger tent so you have that innovation life cycle we're continuing our partnership with the United Nations and the Human Securities for All campaign. So how technology plays a role in supporting human securities or human rights. So what is the impact for our society from technology and how it can be addressed or used to address major world challenges. So it's this big tent with showcasing a larger impact beyond just the consumer and the enterprise, but the world itself. So that's really setting the stage for then what are you going to see from a trends perspective? And there are going to be three trends that really cut across every show floor exhibit area. Um, you're probably familiar with the idea of industry verticals. So that could be something like digital health, mobility, uh, gaming, right? We have dedicated sections on the show floor for these. And that's sort of top to bottom innovation of the ecosystem, which will be exciting. But three trends in particular, what we call horizontal, they cut across every single vertical to support them and improve their efficiency. And the first being artificial intelligence. And you're going to see on the show floor, um, while generative AI will appear in ways, and it's been a, rightfully the subject of a lot of excitement this year, large language models allow you to move from A input, B output to A input, B through Z outputs, right? With the ability to be more novel and creative in response. That's a tiny sliver. 
of the AI ecosystem. So what you'll see at CES are exhibitors like Intel and AMD showcasing chips, in the, which are the brains of AI innovation. You'll see platform technologies from AI like your chatbots or digital humans from companies like mom.ai. You'll see digital twin technology, which is a kind of the wedding of metaverse and AI together for how do you use virtual environments to unlock limitless R&D. So Siemens and Dassault will be showcasing a lot of that. And then robotics plays a story in AI. It's, it really is a story of automation and simulating human, human output in a lot of ways. So you'll see consumer uh, robotics, like robotic baristas, countertop robots, but also autonomous mobile robots for the factory. So AI is really this robust ecosystem. And the other two, and we can dive into more, but I want to make sure I say them, are sustainability and then accessible or inclusive design technologies, right? Sustainability is going to be yeah, a so focus point. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. what does that third one cover? Yeah, I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. So, right, we've had so much showcase around accessibility. Uh, we're actually a leading, uh, I think, exhibitor or uh, event for it, where especially in Eureka Park, you see design access for people with different uh, health conditions or limited mobility and a lot of the solutions there. What inclusive and accessible design tech and the kind of the leveling up it's going to take is it's a discussion of who's making the product and how they're making it, as well as who's using the product and how they're using it. So a good example is actually uh, I'm wearing a, a smartwatch right now, right? It started with, and smartwatch started as an ecosystem of I'm tracking steps and heart rate. We've moved into mindfulness apps, right? Uh, FDA approved uh, blood oxygen monitoring. We're now seeing advances like uh, the Venue 3 out of Garmin has a wheelchair mode, focusing on how it can track metrics for people in a wheelchair. Because prior to that, right, it was very difficult to record anything but your typical steps or like even a, recording a bike was hard. So this is that advance. Another way to think about inclusive design is we'll see, I know there's going to be a software as a service um, product for talent acquisition that focuses on how to identify underrepresented uh, communities in the workplace. And that can include uh, people of different ethnic minorities, but also formerly incarcerated individuals. So really showcasing how can we make sure that we're not leaving people behind as we're advancing technologies? Because one, it's the right thing to do. And two, it opens up your product to larger markets at the end of the day. So it actually helps the bottom line. Interesting. Yeah. And I think from um, like from my standpoint, when I go to the show, a lot of what we cover, uh, you know, we cover telecom connectivity, we get into broadband and 5G, and it feels like, uh, yeah, the, the aspects of the, you know, that industry kind of connect in, you know, to a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, the elements of, uh, you know, just what you just talked about. And, you know, I think AI is probably going to is, is going to kind of been a big topic. Um, you know, on our end in terms of, uh, you know, how to make the network more reliable, how does it kind of fit in with uh, your uh, customer facing aspects, you know, whether it's, you know, customer service and so forth. So, uh, yeah, so I think that the fun on my end is to kind of figure out, hey, where, where does all this stuff kind of intersect to, you know, the, the areas that are most, you know, germane to us. So it'll be interesting to be able to get around and, and uh, check that out. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah of um, and I was just going to say quickly, like from the connectivity side, you're going to see some of those advancements too. whether that be next G tech. So 5G and beyond, you'll see some IOT and edge as well as Li-Fi technology. So how to use light to transmit and essentially 
data in a way that's invulnerable to outside disruption. So AI will play a role in there, but those technologies will also feature prominently because a billion more people are coming online globally by 2027, especially across emerging markets. And that's a story that will also have to play, be front and center in a lot of ways at CES. Okay. And and beyond some of the main themes at uh, CES 2024, um, is there anything especially new or different about this year's show, right? Because again, I try to get around and and see as much as I can in areas that uh, you know tie into our coverage. But uh, I was wondering if there's anything specific I should know about uh, or others should know about that uh, maybe want to take a detour, <laughs> you know, at some point beyond, you know, their traditional way of getting around the show. Yeah, I, I mean, that's always that's the beauty of the in-person event, right? Is that what are the surprises? What's the serendipity going to be like of going to the event? Um, and so I guess the first place I would start, right, is who are some of our new exhibitors? Um, I think that's always like a fun area to go. So one of them, Kubota, is actually going to be there uh, showcasing the future of agriculture and sustainable uh, uh, growth in that ecosystem. And they'll be over at Central Plaza, so right outside the main convention center. And I, I'm really excited to see their activation. We'll see um, Supernal, which is Hyundai's uh, advanced air mobility division. They're going to basically be bringing, uh, they're going to be located in West Hall, but also outside in the Diamond Lot, showcasing the future of advanced air mobility and what that ecosystem looks like. So not just vehicle, but everything around it. That's the tease I can kind of give. Um, but air we'll mobility, see- yeah. So that, that sounds yeah. like a... Um- a big category, right? So <laughs> I know you're kind of teasing it, but yeah, what do we, what do we, what does that cover exactly? Of course. So, you know, you, we're one of the largest auto shows, but I can pretty much say confidently we're the largest mobility show in terms of the space, right? Because we go beyond the automotive and the car. We talk electric boats and then, of course, flying devices. And so one of the big segments is going to be what are called EVTOLs, electrical vertical takeoff and landing. Um, Flying cars is another way to put it. So Supernal will be showcasing some of those advancements. Mm. You'll see um, from Xpeng, which is um, the Chinese EV maker, they have an air mobility subsidiary, and they'll be showcasing a car that you can drive on essentially like the ground before taking off with propellers into the skyways. Uh, this sort of future, huh. uh, kind of, yeah, from highway to skyway, if you will. So kind of blurring the <laughs> lines of where you where you're going to actually be moving right interesting we'll have to go check that out for sure yeah and the other thing and and you know i was kind of just thinking about vegas right and it feels like the uh the sphere has been a big story right not related specifically to uh ces of course but i wonder if there's going to be a bunch of uh showgoers are going to veer off and maybe see what that's about right i saw there's no u2 while CES is going on, but I guess there's this postcard from Earth show that's going to be playing each night or multiple showings on some of those nights. I wonder if that'll be just kind of a an added attraction, you know, just because we're in Vegas and, you know, that there's a lot of buzz around that. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. I, I, we don't have a, a, an official activation with the Sphere uh, this year, yeah. but I mean, it, it's Vegas is a wonderful place to conduct our event, right? Because there's so much convention space. There's so many hotels and attractions. I personally, for example, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of the permanent structure of the F1 tower. I'm a big Formula One fan. And so I'm okay. going to try and make yep. sure when I'm not crazy busy with the show to get over there. Because um, uh, I, I mean, that was a cool activation. So I'm really excited to see every year I go to Vegas or something new. 
um, whether it be on their show floor, which there always is something new there, but also outside of the show. So it's just it's a dynamic city, which is perfect for technology because it's that it's a dynamic field. All right. Great. And at this time last year, heading into uh, CES 2023, there was a lot of uh, discussion about the global economy, including constraints on the supply chain and how it was impacting the consumer electronics industry. And in my little bubble kind of covering aspects of the, the telecom industry, we still hear about the effects of the supply chain, uh, but they seem to have loosened up quite a bit. Um, I think overall spending by operators and inflationary pressures seem to be the bigger issues for them these days. But as for the the broader CE industry, have some of the pressures on the global economy loosened any? And and you know, and, and if so, you know, how is that kind of impacting or uh, affecting uh, you know the ramp up for for the twenty twenty four show? Yeah, certainly. I mean. I think it's it's no surprise, right? After several years of really record growth, and you you tie it with the massive financial stimulus, we kind of are in an era of recalibration in the tech industry. Um, and and during this, right, we're still seeing tech sector growth, particularly in like digital health, um, gaming, remote work, tech to a degree, as well as basically software and services. That's what our in semi annual industry forecasts are saying. We're seeing sort of in the hardware story, there's going to be that contraction. Uh, this year, but 2024 is the beginning of that recovery because, as you've said, some of the conditions are really starting to improve. Supply chain, we've seen so much advancement in supply chain technologies, whether that be logistics automation software, uh, there will be autonomous mobile robots uh, on the show floor showcasing how you make fulfillment centers move faster. You have that. Inflation seems to be at least starting to come back down um, in kind of the work between what's been going on with the Fed and rates. And so, what we're probably going to see is this start to pivot towards that 2024 recovery. And the thing to keep in mind amidst all of this is that consumer tech really is essential to boosting economic productivity, which helps mitigate the effects of inflation. So really, that's where we're going to be eyeing how tech plays a role in helping to really continue this growth to maybe get towards you know that soft landing that we all want. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to be looking forward to, I think... Uh... I think it's like twice a year, but uh, I think it's CES. Uh, you put out the uh, uh, kind of the re the report, right, about the, the the whole CE industry, the ecosystem, and and different categories, and what the expectations are for uh, you know for the following year. So I'll definitely uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, and then to sort of wrap up here, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the expectations that. Uh, CT has CTA has with respect to attendance, for example, right? I, I took a look at uh, CES 2023 and I saw that the show drew like more than 3,200 exhibitors and more than 115,000 attendees, which made it the the biggest CES since early 2020. You know, just before everything shut down. Um, yeah, is that uh, a good benchmark? For the 2024 event, yeah, I don't know what you can say on how things have have been tracking. Yeah, of course. Um, and so quickly, I do want to say what you were mentioning that that forecast. That's in semi-annual CTA industry forecast where you get the market size yeah. and revenues for a variety of hardware. We will be releasing the latest one in just a couple of weeks. I was looking at a draft today. Um, okay. Anyways, any that's hints? There. <laughs> um, I, I can't. I'm not at liberty to give the hints. <laughs> not yet. liberty. Okay. Uh, but 
in terms of what you're talking about, where we're shaping up by the numbers, we're on pace right now. We're anticipating 130,000 attendees, mm. over 3,500 exhibitors, and a thousand of those, uh, or a thousand or more of those exhibitors will be startups. And a lot of them will be located in that Eureka Park section of the Venetian Expo, which is personally one of my favorite areas to visit. I think if you have time on the show floor, check it out because you see all forms of innovation across every field all in one area. And just a lot of excitement. All right. Well, I'm going to do my best to get around because uh, it's like uh, I'm on I'm on the main convention area. Sometimes I have to run over to the uh, the area. Sometimes I'm going to try to get over mm -hmm. to the Venetian. So I'll be. Uh, uh, getting around the best I can and seeing as much as I uh, uh, can possibly uh, take in over, you know, three to four days. So, uh, you know, looking forward to that. So but I think that's where we're going to uh, leave it for today, Brian. A again, thanks for your time and uh, telling us a lot more about what's to come at CES uh, 2024. So I hope you have a great show. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Hope to see you there. And uh, with that too, uh, I, I want to wish you a happy holidays. All right. You too. Thank you very much, Brian. Appreciate it.